This isn't just a review. We're going beyond that. I'm Dallin. And I'm Kyler. And we're here to talk about the moments, magic, and memories that we love in film. There's a lot to hate, but if you look a little deeper, there's so much more to love. We hope we can pass that on to you. someday to be like the wizened old man trope mm. like like Gandalf like uh, like uh, Dumbledore Dumbledore Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi yeah well I guess more Ben Kenobi yeah or like uh, like Qui-Gon Jinn yep, Qui -Gon yeah Qui-Gon yeah um, and like like Master Shifu yeah He's a little uh, more. He's a little more angry than Master Uguay. Yeah, Actually, I meant to say Master yeah. Uguay. <laughs> Master Shifu kind of gets there. But. He gets there for sure, but yeah. Master Uguay, absolutely. Yeah. Um, because you know, like, I I want to be like valued. <laughs> <laughs> just well, let's get roll. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just like that's. I I've kind of joked in the past that like I want to be a grumpy old bus driver someday. Mm. And that's not really accurate. Like, I, I just, I want to be like, I guess sort of like Shifu, where it's like, you think he's kind of this grumpy old, like, dork, but then he actually is very wise. And, yeah. And it just sort of comes off obnoxious at first. <laughs> I don't know why I want to be like a mean old man, but hey, we, hey, we don't, we don't always decide what we want sometimes. So. I mean, Shifu uh, is pretty awesome, so. He, he is very awesome. And all those other other old men that we uh, talked about are pretty awesome. Yes, very besides much. as I grow older, Dumbledore. But I know that's a hot take. But eh. <laughs> Dumbledore, I I don't like to. I don't want to get too into it. But I like to read. I, I like not to read too far into all the yeah. fan theories. And stuff, <laughs> I feel like it just, especially with Harry Potter. It's not movie. a lot of. It's not a lot of fan theories though. Like, he, he did a he, like just look at his backstory. But anyway, I know. <laughs> Regardless, we are talking about Kung Fu Panda. Uh, the first one specifically came out in 2008. It is, it is rated PG. It stars Jack Black, Ian McShane, Angelina Jolie, uh, Dustin Hoffman, Jackie Chan, Seth Rogen, Lucy Liu, and David Cross. And it's directed by Mark Osborne and John Stevenson. Hmm. You don't usually get, like, dual directors. Uh, well, it, it does happen occasionally. The like yeah. Coen brothers, the Russo brothers, mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of times they're brothers. But uh, uh, I can't think of any on that we've done so far that have been more than one person. With, when it comes to animated, we have done, like, uh, well, I think Anastasia had multiple, I want to say it may have had three, but like anim Interesting. <laughs> animated uh, movies ha have multiple directors a lot of the time. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, if you haven't seen this, which I think is honestly... Doubtful. <laughs> yeah. We'll give you a quick rundown, just in case. Uh, surprisingly, of all the martial arts champions and kung fu masters, Poe, a plump slacker panda and the most unathletic inhabitant of the serene Valley of Peace, is selected as the village's defender. Now, as the community's fabled and powerful dragon warrior, Poe and his fierce team of kung fu aces... <laughs> <laughs> Monkey, Tigress, Mantis, Viper, and Crane must protect the ancient hometown... Uh, from the vindictive snow leopard Tai Lung. However, can the Furious Five and the most improbable of all heroes, Poe, fulfill both prophecy and their destiny? Hmm. Can he? 
I, I wasn't super happy with any of the descriptions they had on yeah. IMDb, but that one was good enough. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, I mean, I, I want to say, is this our first DreamWorks movie we were, talk, we were talking about? It might be. Yeah, I think so. I... We've done a few Disney movies, obviously. Yeah. Like we did Anastasia. And we, yeah, I, th- I think it is our first DreamWorks. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think it is as well. I, like, it is entirely possible I'm forgetting some of the ones we've done, because it has been nine but, months. <laughs> yeah, nine months, 30, what, three episodes? Well, 33 main episodes, and then, like, uh, there, the there special, was the, the Mandalorian. I think this is technically our 38th eighth episode. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, this is a good... A good starter for DreamWorks. Like, because I mean, I feel like, in my opinion, DreamWorks has had a lot of good ones, but they've had more stinkers than compared to like Disney or something, you know, like. Their catalog isn't quite as strong, I would yeah. say for sure. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of good DreamWorks. No, there, there are. Like, uh, I, I just feel like, especially lately, DreamWorks hasn't had a lot of good ones. Like, that's true. Like a lot of their newer ones, but the bad guys we've heard is good. And that's that true. is one I want to cover, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but like a lot of their most more recent stuff hasn't been great. Like was Boss Baby DreamWorks? I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. honestly. <laughs> and, uh, that one I haven't seen it, but it doesn't look great. And yeah, so, I mean. um, <laughs> but like I mean, just look at you know Kung Fu Panda, How to Train Your Dragon, Shrek. You know, those. Um, sh- yeah. Well, you said Shrek. Yeah. Um, uh, what are the ones like Prince of Egypt? Yes, yeah. that was what I was, I was yeah. trying to remember the name of it and, and uh, stole it right from my mouth. And, and, uh, what's the other one? Prince of Egypt. <laughs> There's and... uh, Joseph the Coat of Many Colors. I think. Yeah. What's the one with the two the two guys that people say always look like uh, Chris Hemsworth and oh, Tom Hiddleston? Oh, uh, Road to El Dorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like I've seen it so many times where people say that those look like Thor and Loki. You know. Those, yeah. Those two no, guys. they do. They do give off some very similar vibes. Yeah. Um, Miguel and Tulio, but yeah, those all those movies that we mentioned are classics, and especially Kung Fu Panda. I mean, mm-hmm. this one has gone down. At, I mean, this one has also had so many like spinoffs, like TV shows yeah. and like little shorts and things. And like, I mean, they just came out with, uh, I think it's called uh, Kung Fu Panda: The Dragon Warrior or something like that. But uh, it it. It's the first like TV show spinoff or whatever mm-hmm. that actually has Jack Black as the star because Jack Black only did movies for a while. Sinbad. They also oh, did Sinbad. Sinbad. Yeah. That's a that one's amazing. Yeah, but yeah, I I just thought it's funny. Oh, what? What you? What did you discover? <laughs> he did the B movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, sorry, I won't keep interrupting. Like I said, their catalog is a little. <laughs> no, what, hey, you take that back. B movie is amazing. <laughs> Do you like jazz? Yes, I do like jazz. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I just, I've always, you know, when I think of DreamWorks, Kung Fu Panda is always one of the ones that comes to the top for me. That and probably Shrek or How to Train Your Dragon. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to talk about those uh, down the road. Yes. I, uh, we've been wanting to do Kung Fu Panda since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, when we first made our big old giant master list of all the movies we might someday yeah. want to talk about, like... I think it was one of the first ones we put on there. Yep. And here's the really interesting thing. I used to not like this movie. Uh, A few years ago, I was very much on the other side of the fence where I was like... It wasn't so much like Kung Fu Panda is irredeemably bad. Yeah. Because there was always parts about it that I really enjoyed. But 
it was to the point where I was like, there, there is so much good about it that I'm frustrated that it isn't better. Yeah. And it was a few years ago because we, we were talking about how uh, during 2020, while I was living in Canada, we did some like remote movie nights. Yeah, we did that with our friends since we couldn't hang out. So we did like yeah. over the internet, we watched some movies. And... and this was one of the ones we watched. And during that viewing, you remembered that I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. And so I think it was before that. But I remember specifically what it was that changed my mind. Um, I watched a video essay on YouTube that was, I don't even know who it was by, right. just some, some guy, um, and it was like 20 minutes long or something like that, and it was like, it was a really thorough look into like the characters and like how they all work together and how it's all like really cohesive and it makes a bunch, like it makes so much sense, and I like, I don't remember all the specific points he made, but for some reason he just completely changed my mind. Because my main argument was just like, man, there's so many cool scenes. Like, the, the kung fu is so neat. And, yeah. like, the animation is amazing. And, like, Tai Lung is such a good villain. And, like, this and that and the other. And then I was just like, but Poe is just a doofus. Like, yeah. he's obnoxiously, like, goofy all the time. And it wasn't until I, I watched that video when I could sort of see it, honestly, more in the, the point of the movie... Well, you from what you're kind of explaining, you kind of had Shifu's uh, exactly Shifu's like, uh, point of view on it at first, where it's like, oh, this is just some doofus who you know. Yeah, like, I was like annoyed by how often he interrupted the movie with like jokes and stuff. Yeah, and and it kind of came off as like, oh, it's just a dumb kids movie, but like there's really good stuff here, and so it frustrated me that that stuff like it mm. felt like it interrupted the good stuff, but it took it took some time, and then someone else being like, no. This is why it's good. Like, yeah. look at it through my eyes, which is mm-hmm. what we try to do here. Yeah. And that I could really sit down and be like, no, he's right. Like, it does work. Like, it it is who Poe is. It That is the point of I, his character. I mean, one of my favorite scenes is when, you know, Master Shifu and Poe kind of come to the conclusion, oh, yeah, you can't fight Tai Lung. Maybe mm-hmm. I can't train you. And then Poe goes and eats when he's upset. And uh, Master Shifu sees how he's like raided that closet and he kind of gets this idea in his head and he's like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh, I thought you were a monkey. He keeps his almond cookies on the top shelf. And then he goes behind the door and waits and sees that he got up there in but, a few seconds. Yeah. It just a few seconds doing that perfect split. And it kind of all clicked in master Shifu's head. And he's like, Oh, this is just who he is. Well, and the interesting thing about that is that Poe doesn't get it yeah. at that point. Cause because like the main conflict of the movie is the point this is the fact that Poe can be the dragon warrior not in spite of his like miscomings or like yeah. how he falls short but because of those things. Yeah. And it's both how he sees himself and then how Shifu sees him uh that like like at the beginning how Uguay is trying to say like there is no accidents like yeah, you a, a peach tree can maybe grow to defend the, val- the valley if you nurture it properly. He's yeah. basically saying Poe is the peach. Like, well, and that's what he was saying. He was like, you may want an apple tree or a pear tree, or but you mm-hmm. always get the peach tree, you know. And yeah. but it's just the way that you nurture it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it took Shifu a while to figure that out. And I feel like it even takes Poe longer. Even exactly. yeah. even I feel like it takes Poe up until he realizes the scroll. No, up until he talks to his dad about it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, it's a little thing, but I really appreciate that. There, There's actually another thing I just I hadn't noticed until this most recent 
uh, viewing today, I really appreciate that they actually went through enough effort to make Poe's dad the duck. I don't know the if he goose. actually has... Oh, yeah, the goose. I think it's just like Mr. Goose. Yeah. I don't know if he has a name beyond that. But I want to say it's... I, I want to say it's a Chinese name, but I can't... It's entirely possible. I, I don't know Mr. If I, Ping. Mr. Ping. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I think they, they, they do call him that at some point in the movie, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's this one. It might be one of the second or third one. Anyway. <laughs> Get distracted. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that they actually made his insight, like, almost more valuable. It's almost the most valuable insight in the entire movie. Well, and especially the way that he says it. Like, he says it kind of almost nonchalantly. Yeah. You know, kind of like, oh, this is, like, because he's not saying it as, like, something to cheer Poe up. He's saying it because he knows that it's true. Yeah. And so he's just saying it like, oh, yeah, I know this is true. You know, it's, yeah, I'm your dad. I love you, you know. Like, he, all, similar to how I was talking about earlier, where it's like, there is so much about this movie that just felt like it was... Sort of just like that goofy, silly kids mm-hmm. jokes, just like kind of be throwaway stuff. He kind of comes off that way, where it's like he's sort of this awkward, goofy dad who doesn't quite understand what his kid wants, and he's just there to sort of be that like foil to pose desires. Mm-hmm. But at, from the beginning, he sets up the like secret ingredient soup, yeah, and then by the end of the movie, that turns out to that right that that one thing was the most important thing that Poe needed to finally realize who he actually was. Well, and that, and yeah, and that's when he realized that the scroll, you know, and I, I thought it was such a great reveal that they didn't show it beforehand. They just showed that it was empty. They didn't show the reflectiveness. They didn't show the reflectiveness until Poe realized that yeah, it, it's him. And mm-hmm. all you need is what's in front of you. Exactly, because it, it, it is not blank. It is yeah. a mirror. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also really interesting that aside from that, the only other time you see its reflective nature is when Tai Lung opens it, and yeah. you see him looking at it and being confused. Well, and you see him, uh, you see him actually like realize that it's a mirror and stuff, and he looks, at, but he's just so uh, self-centered and like uh, d- doesn't mm. want to know. He d- he doesn't want to know. He wants like like he uh, like during their fight. You see Poe, when he imagines the scroll as the cookie, he's all climbing up and stuff, and Tai Lung says the thing about, like, the, the scroll, scroll gave him your power. <laughs> he's just so convinced that that scroll will give him what he needs, that mm-hmm. when it's just him, he doesn't want that. Yeah. And, and that's the same thing, is he doesn't want that when, uh, when Shifu says, I've always been proud of you, you know, and, and uh, he has that little moment of where his composure loses for a second, you know, like, mm-hmm. you see that little bit of where he's like, oh, that's my dad. But then he is like, no, you know what? I, all I need is the scroll. All I need is that. That's yeah. all I need. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something here, and I don't mm-hmm. know if it's wholly accurate. Mm-hmm. I think this movie is more about Shifu than anyone else. I can see that. No, it, I, I, was, I was telling you uh, off air that... Uh, off air, like we're a radio <laughs> show. Uh, hey, it works. <laughs> yeah. But I was telling you uh, before we recorded that I really liked Shifu's journey. Yeah. I really enjoy... like Because he... Goes through, like you said, he's like this grumpy old, he's been through a lot, you know, his son pretty much just raided a village and destroyed it and, you know, Mm -hmm. just all because he couldn't be the dragon warrior and he failed and everything and he's been so, like, like Tiger said, he doesn't show, uh, he doesn't break his composure at all. He doesn't smile. Yeah, he doesn't smile. You know, there was a time that Shifu smiled, but he doesn't smile, he doesn't do anything and he he didn't have patience even for his own master, you know, and just Mm -hmm. seeing the way that, the way that Poe brings it out in him and also that final fight with 
Tai Lung, between Shifu and Tai Lung, one, it's awesome. Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> and, and then two, just seeing how uh, Shifu realizes he's like, I should have been there for you more than, you know, more than just trying to uh, build you up as this thing that maybe you wouldn't be. You know, like he even yeah. says, he's like, I just, I'm sorry I put all that in your head. I'm sorry I built you up to for failure. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's just, it's crazy to see his realization of all that, all because of Poe. And like, one of my favorite scenes is the the fight that, that him and Poe have for the dumpling. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing also that like, he's getting to know Poe and he knows how to train him, but also Shifu seems to be having fun. He seems yes. to be having yeah. a good time. He, he is smiling. Yeah. He is, like, literally making jokes yeah. with with Poe. He's like, you're free to eat. Go ahead. And then <laughs> Poe tries to eat it, and he's, and he's like, oh, what do you mean? Like, I didn't steal that dumpling from you. Go go ahead and eat a dumpling. Enjoy yourself. And Poe's like, uh, he's, he's like, you're free to eat. And then Poe's like, am I? And then she was like, are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, and even before that, even when he finds out, uh, you know, he finds him in the food cupboard, and he tells him that the cookies are on the top shelf. When mm-hmm. he goes and hides behind the door, he has this big grin on his face. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It's because he finally understood. He finally gets it. Well, and that's the beauty of Uguay, too. Is Uguay knew that he would get it eventually. Exactly. Yeah. It's such a, like, like I was saying, it's sort of that trope of just, like, the wise old man who knows so much more than you do. Yeah. There's, there's a part that, there's part of me that still questions, like, did Uguay really know? And it's like, I don't know if it matters if he really knew or not. Mm -hmm. It it was more so that he knew that Poe had the potential and Shifu had the potential to train Poe. Yeah. Like, they're they're both integral pieces of this puzzle. Like, Poe could be the Dragon Warrior because maybe anyone can. Like... I think that was kind of the point. Exactly. Like, sort of how I was saying, like, it's more about Shifu than it is about anyone else because it's all about how... He needs to swallow his own pride to understand that it's not about who is picked. It is mm-hmm. about how they are trained and how they are, you know, brought to that, you know, that realization of they are, in fact, the Dragon Warrior. Right. And well, it's really interesting, too, to see uh, that the, uh, the oh, what, they're the Fierce Five or the... Furious Five. The Furious Five is... All of them except Tigris warm up to Poe pretty fast. Yeah, pretty quickly. Yeah. I, I was talking about how uh, Viper yeah. is never mean to yeah. Poe. Like, I think she may have joked around a little bit. Like, they, like there's sort of the scene when they're, they're going up the stairs to go to bed mm-hmm. and it's a nighttime. I think they're all kind of just a little bit of banter. Yeah. But, like, it, the first time he has a direct, like, confrontation with her, like, one-on-one, they're, they're doing, like, a little sparring match. And she's like, are you ready? He says, yeah. I'm like, you know, he's sort of pumped up, like, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Yeah. And then she demolishes him immediately. And and the thing that stood out to me the most is she says, I'm sorry, brother. I yeah. thought you were ready. Yeah. And, like, that's such a, like, a personal Connection. title yeah. for, mm-hmm. for them. And it's just like, she's known him for a day. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe two at this point. And it's yeah. like. The fact that she already has that level of respect that she would just call him that, like, nonchalantly, mm-hmm. like, it, it just, it, it tells me who she is as a, as a character. Well, and it, it's interesting to see also that really the only one who was ever, like, unpleasant to him was Tigress. Uh, like, mm-hmm. Crane got a little, like, awkward with him, but, like... I think Monkey has a little bit more of the direct... Rude. Like, he, like when they're sort of having that little bit of a banter scene... 
I don't remember exactly the the joke that Monkey makes, but it is. I know Crane makes one too. Crane yeah, says something. It, yeah. It's it's pretty mean. Yeah, probably about his weight. That's one thing. I yeah, <laughs> I think he says the he makes the comment about not being able to see his toes. Oh yeah, and it's yeah. So I mean, there. But like you said, Tigress is the main one who is sort of the, she is the resistant force. Well, it kind of makes sense because Tigress was the one that everyone thought was going to be the Dragon Warrior. Mm-hmm. Tigress was like the heir of Tai Lung, pretty much. Like, like the Tai Lung too. Like, yeah, the, yeah, it's pretty much like the heir apparent, you know, like, yeah. and and so she always knew that, and also Shifu was so hard on her, trained her so much, you know, and she mm-hmm. even said that, and and now that the, uh, she, I think, felt betrayed a little bit that Shifu would let this guy come in and be the Dragon War, even if Shifu said that he wasn't planning on keeping him around. Well, I, here's another little thing that. I think is like actually really important, but uh, when Poe accidentally ends up in Crane's room, and Crane's like, "You need to like, I've had," he says, "I've had a very disappointing day." Yeah, and it's like I I think they all, I mean, I don't think they all wanted to be the Dragon Warrior. Yeah, like it, it's this you know the highest honor you can get at this point, like in the world that we are in. So it's just like it, it's. It's something that they've all been training their whole lives to achieve, and then all of them feel like they've been robbed from getting it. Like, I think they all would have been able to sort of swallow their pride if one of their peers, who they'd been working with for years and training with, and they knew how capable each of them all are, they would have been like, okay, I can understand that. But when it's just like a dopey panda who fell out of the sky (laughs) in the middle of the thing, they're all just like, what what the heck? That's, That's not how this works. But, but they see, had to trust Uguay. Yeah, well, and to see how Poe proved himself, too. And I, it, it's really interesting to see is you see a lot of these characters in these types of situations in movies that actively try to prove themselves to people. And I feel like Poe has that a little bit. But, like, a lot of times he's just being his goofy, nice self. You know, he's so personable and he makes them soup and he, he, he jokes around with them and he, he says how much he admires them. And he... Like I said, I think he has a little bit where he's trying to prove himself just because of the Dragon Warrior title, but I don't think he's ever trying to really prove himself to them. More more trying to prove himself as the Dragon Warrior. I think it's mainly to Shifu. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He, they're there, yeah. but his primary focus is like, oh, like Shifu. He, here's the interesting thing. is He doesn't idolize Shifu the way the other one, the way he idolizes the other ones. Mm-hmm. He has action figures of the, the Furious Five. Yeah. He doesn't have one of Shifu, but he knows, he has to know, like, he is the pinnacle of, like, the, the fandom boy, like... The... <laughs> well, I mean, when he's looking at all the artifacts, and he see, like, he thinks that Master Shifu's voice is coming from the base, yeah. and then he's like, oh, hey, and he's like, oh, Master Shifu! So he knows, like, he gets Exactly, yeah. yeah. He, he knows who Shifu is, he knows his reputation, like, yeah. Shifu is, like, second to Ugwe in, like, magnitude of, of who they are. Yeah. And I just think it's really interesting that he... It, maybe it's because they didn't make action figures of Shifu. I don't really know. Yeah. But it's... it's To me, it comes off as more of, like... It is, it's less of an idolization of, like... Like, a childlike idolization, and it's more of, like, a respect. I was gonna say, yeah. Uh, he, he still has that demeanor, because that's just who Poe is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's... 
above, above the level of just like, oh, I'll have actions figures of them because they're super cool and awesome. Well, and he even has that like one scene where he's talking to Shifu where he admits he, he's like, I know what you've been doing. I know you've been trying to get me out of here. You've been calling me Tubby. You've been calling, you know, you've been making fun of me and do, you know, trying to get me to leave. Mm-hmm. But like Poe admitted, he's like, I stayed because I wanted to prove something to you. You know, like here's the thing. So I, I mentioned at the beginning, I didn't really like any of the uh, the descriptions of the movie. Yeah. The summaries. I, I Maybe I'm reading a little bit too much into it. But part of the reason I didn't like them all is because they all used the word slacker. Mm. They called him a slacker panda. And I think that that is incorrect. Like, I think that's absolutely incorrect. Yeah. I think that comes from sort of the stigma of like, oh, he is fat and therefore lazy. He works so hard. Like, first of all, he's helping his dad... Every day at the noodle shop and doing well, like he's excelling there. Yeah, that's not what he wants, but he's like he is a an like undeniably good cook. Everyone likes his cooking, and he is like being supportive of his father and his father's business. And then when he starts doing kung fu, like he is like amazingly out of his league. Yeah, well, and <laughs> when when they thought he le- he left that one morning, he was out there trying to practice. Exactly, yeah. he woke up before everyone else. Was out practicing before Shifu even noticed. Yeah, well, because you, he was like, "I'm trying to do my best to to be what I want to be." Well, like, and you can even see. Well, like like he he explained to Shifu, he was like, "My whole life I've been me," and you know, a lot of people make fun of that. And I, I maybe, and I thought you could maybe help me be something. If anyone could help me be not me. Yeah, it was you. Yeah. And, you know, like we said, that's the point of the movie that he realized that being himself is the right thing. That's why Shifu can't come up with an answer. Mm -hmm. Because it was the wrong question. I think this is another part of why this movie became so much better and so much more important to me. Is because I have identified, like, this way for basically my whole life. Mm -hmm. Like... So many times I have just sort of been like, oh, I'm I'm being obnoxious or I'm being goofy or like, I like Bionicles and I still have two bookcases worth of Bionicles in my house. I had five bins of them that had been <laughs> in our shed for two years because I had never unpacked them. And I was just like sitting there, I'm like, maybe I should move on. Like maybe that, that's, that's like, that's a kid's thing. Like those are yeah. children's toys. But no, like, absolutely not. I yeah. There is a reason why those stayed from us moving three different times through two different countries. Like, <laughs> that's a part of me. Like, yeah. It's a silly, dumb little thing. But like, Poe having his action figures, and me having Bionicles, you having all your like Star Wars figures, and your yeah. little. I don't, what the are Funko they Pops? Funko Pops, yeah. yeah. I, always, I always try to call them Pogs, and that's not what they are. No, Pogs are little plastic things. It's because it's Pop. I, yeah. I, I, the Pop part I always bring out, but the Funko just like doesn't exist. Yeah. And so I'm just like, Pog, Pop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but like all of that kind of stuff. And we've said it so many times before. No one should lose their childhood. Yeah. Like, never. No one should lose sense of who they are. You know, and that's one thing I think Poe never... Like, I think he was trying to change himself a little bit because that's what he thought that people wanted. Yeah. Like, he never lost... That was one thing that, you know, he never, like, stopped eating because... He was like, oh, I like to eat. And he never stopped... You know, it was what he did when he was sad. Ube was like, oh, I know you're upset because you eat when you're upset. Mm -hmm. And he never was, like... 
he never felt bad about that. He was like, oh, that's just what I do, you know? Yeah. And even, like, my fiance Jess, she had this moment where Poe was walking through and looking at all the artifacts and stuff and mm-hmm. was, like, geeking out at it. And she's like, oh, that's going to be you when we go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in a little bit. And I was like, heck yeah, it is. And you see, here's <laughs> the thing. Is I would be, if I was there watching you do that yeah. in Star Wars, like, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge thing, whatever it is, I would be like... That's so cool. I would just be like, dude, that's that's like one of my best friends in the whole world, right there. <laughs> He's such a such a little dork, but that's why I love him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that. Here's another interesting, like I guess anecdote. Um, <laughs> this is the same idea. Is I I went skiing with Remy a few years ago. Um, and he loves skiing. Like, he's always been a very active person. He dirt bikes. He, he skis. Uh, he doesn't snowboard. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, he, hiking, backpacking, like, all that kind of stuff. He's always done that. Yeah. Um, and so he took me skiing, and I had never been skiing before. And so I'm, I'm also, like, I'm very self-conscious when I haven't done a thing before, like, or I, or I know I'll be bad at it. Yeah. Like, I almost would rather never do it than try and between Allie, who has been skiing several times, and she's a competent skier. I wouldn't say she's an amazing skier, but enjoys it. And then he also was like, all right, we're going to go. And I was like, okay, fine. And they took me up there, and they used to teach me how to do it. And there was a moment after we'd been up there for like an hour or two where he stopped, and he's like, this is how I know I will like enjoy having kids someday. And first of all, that surprised me, because I never really saw him as yeah. that kind of person, sure. at least at that time. Yeah. Um, and then he sort of explained why. And he's like, I am so excited. Like, I am, like, giddy with excitement watching you figure this out. And, like, watching it click and start to make sense. Yeah. And it's just like, you are now skiing on your own. Just, like, down this little hill. And he's just like, this is something that I love. And I am just so excited that you are now having a good time doing it. The fact that I get to share that knowledge with you. And, like, we can... We can like grow together yeah. and bond over the fact that we can both now enjoy skiing. And he's just like, I, I love that. And I was like, that's fascinating. Like that it's, I don't know. Like at the time it wasn't something I expected from Remy, but right. like the more that we spend, like the more years we spent together, the more I saw this side of him. And like, I think that's really what sort of cemented our friendship as more of just like, Oh, we're, we're buddies from school. Like, yeah. I still will probably call him my best friend. Mm-hmm. And, like, we don't hang out all that often anymore. Right. But, like, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, and, you know, to go on that same point is, you know, we've been doing this uh, podcast for uh, however long. I think we said it at the beginning. But uh, you, I'm sure you've noticed me, uh, like, when we watch a movie that you haven't seen that I have. Mm-hmm. I probably watch you more than I watch oh, yeah, the movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We both do this. But, yeah. like, you, the, you'll see a scene that you really like, and you'll be looking at it for a second, and you'll look over at me yeah. to see how I'm reacting, and you'll yeah. look back and forth yeah. and back and forth. Uh, I always do that when I show people new, like, videos that I think yeah. are funny or entertaining. Like, uh, uh, with Allie, I'll, I'll show yeah. her something, and I'll be I'll be holding it so that she can see it, and then I'll, I'll look at it and, like, look at her face <laughs> and make sure she's enjoying herself. Yeah. And it's just that thing. It's it's something that's important to us and something that, like, we want to share with these people. It's like, I think in this movie, Master Shifu realizes that, tor- like, when he, you know, realizes how he can train Poe. And then when mm-hmm. they're doing, like, the, the dumpling fight, he realizes, he says, like, I can show him why I love this. And he'll also reignite in me 
why I love this. Mm -hmm. Because that's one thing that I do is like when I, uh, you know, like I may love uh, this specific movie, but when I show someone who hasn't seen it before, it almost makes me love the thing more when I see them enjoying it as well. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like so excited that this person that I love is also loving that thing. That thing you that get I, to share yeah, something yeah. that you really care about. Mm-hmm. This this is I said it before too. I don't remember when, but like passion breeds passion. Like yeah, that when when I get super excited about like Warframe, for example, the very few times in my life where I actually get to talk to someone who is equally excited about it, like it it's a problem because <laughs> I will never stop because I'm that excited about it. Like. Yeah. I, I have a similar I have a similar <laughs> moment where I was at Comic Con and you know they have security guards that uh, wave you through and everything. I was wearing a Dragonstone T-shirt, which is from Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and he uh, he stopped me and goes, "Oh hey, that's that's cool. Is that from Game of Thrones?" And I was like, "Oh yeah." And he's like, "Oh man, I haven't watched a lot of it, but it's it's pretty cool, huh?" And then that. Like you said, it's kind of a problem. I was like, oh, yeah. And he goes, he goes, what place is that? And I was like, well, actually, this is Dragonstone, the ancient home of the Targaryens, which Stannis Baratheon actually has now. <laughs> and then just glazed over eyes. And, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, it's one of those things where when someone gets me excited about it or shows yeah. interest or, you know, like. And, you know, like, on kind of like Remy's point that you said, it's like, it'll be fun to have, you know. And sure, you know, you may have children that aren't as interested in your things that you like. Mm-hmm. But, uh like when they do, when they show interest and like when maybe they have different interests than you and you show interest in theirs, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like that'll be a a really fun, fulfilling thing. And uh, I think it really relates to this movie in a way because it almost seems like Shifu was doing this as a duty for a while. Yeah. He was doing this because he had to because, you know, he's like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to train the Dragon Warrior, you know, whatever. But then he got it kind of reinvigorated for him and also like kind of remember why he did it in the first place and the mistakes that he made with Tai Lung and apologized to Tai Lung. And like I said, that whole dumpling fight, they're smiling at each other the whole time. And when Poe finally catches it and Poe wins, Shifu's not like, oh, dang, this dumb panda won. Shifu's like, yes, this is why. Even more so at the very end when when Poe says, I'm not hungry. Yeah. And he gives the dumpling back to Shifu and then Shifu... Just tosses it because, like, yeah, it's basically to the point where it's like food was his motivation, and now he has grown enough to where it's like the, that no longer is required. Yeah, like, of course he still loves food. Yeah, and but he still... no longer needs the food to be good. Mm-hmm. He has he has learned enough to to move beyond that, basically. Yeah, and it really helped. Like you said, this movie was a lot about Shifu as well, and it really helped him kind of find himself again well yeah the, part of the reason i said that is because if, if you really think about it the main protagonist and the main antagonist you know poe and tai lung yeah they were both created by shifu they are two sides of the same person shifu like tai lung as we said like he didn't understand the dragon scroll but he never would have because shifu wouldn't have yeah. Like, still, at, at the when they first have the reveal and Poe looks at it and he's like, it's blank. And then Shifu's like, what do you mean it's blank? And looks at it. They still don't get it. Shifu still doesn't get it. He still has enough of that side of... of it, I, I, sorry, I just ahead. had a realization that it, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it kind of relates back to Flynn and Clue. Clue, yeah. Clue had that, you know, <laughs> Clue couldn't realize 
all this because, you know, Flynn's like, when I made you, I didn't have that realization. Exactly. You know? And so that's a similar thing when Shifu trained Tai Lung, you know, he when he apologized and stuff, he, he pretty much said, like, when I trained you, I didn't train you in the right way. I didn't train you. All I trained you is to become the Dragon Warrior. I didn't train you because we wanted to or because uh, it was uh, a thing. Uh, the right thing to do. I trained you for one specific purpose and I'm sorry. And you mm-hmm. don't get that because I didn't get that. Yeah. He he never would be able to achieve that because it wasn't something that he had the, the like capabilities to understand. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that's really important about Poe is that he had a true deep love for Kung Fu from the beginning. Yeah. And it was from the perspective of a fan, like a fanboy, like we yeah. sort of talked about. He he has the action figures. He like if there was a show, he would watch all the TV shows and like he'd have well, all the he yeah. has posters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, and he knows every move. He knows the wushi finger hold. He knows all the different relics that were there, mm-hmm. you know. He had a deep appreciation. That's the funny thing is he has this deeper like fandom of it, but like he really has knowledge, like mm-hmm. this 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 knowledge of it and uh just like seeing how that uh played into his becoming the dragon warrior you know i mean it's sort it's sort of this weird thing but like there are many times where i've seen fans talk to like authors or actors or writers or directors or whoever the people who make the content that they are fans of and they know more about it than the person they're talking to Mm -hmm. like not always right but there are absolutely times where it's like like, someone will be talking to, like, one of the actors who played a character in Star Wars, and they'll ask them these really deep questions about, like, their character, and then that actor just might not know. Yeah. And it's that's not necessarily, like, a bad thing, because they're doing their job of acting. Mm-hmm. But, like, the fans just have, like, they have that, that, oh, what's the, mm, there's a word, and it's, it was right there. And it Tenacity? Back. No, they're, they're, the, it's not passion. It's close to that. Just the drive, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'm irritated. I had it. I went away. Uh, now I look like a fool. Anyway, um, they just care so much about that thing. Like here, okay. This is this is another part of it. Like I am going to school right now to make video games, which for basically my whole life, uh, even now, people have consistently always told me that is a waste of time. Video games yep. are a waste of time. You, if you go and play video games, you could be doing a thousand other more productive things. No. I'm not even going to put an asterisk on that. You are wrong. Like, incorrect. If that is something that I care about, if that is something that I want to do, mm-hmm. and it makes me happy, it is worth doing. Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> my, this, is, this is getting me kind of heated a little bit. No, like, I mean, my whole life, uh, up until recently, up until, like, the MCU yeah. came out... People told me, like, well, not, not my, my dad, my parents and stuff have always been very supportive of it. Yeah. But, like, uh, like bullies and things, kid, other kids at school would tell me, like, oh, why are you reading a comic book? That's stupid. Go read a real book, dummy. Yeah. You know, uh, or, you know, stuff like that. Or, you know, like, tell me it's a waste of time. Or I would be drawing in, uh, in class and, like, they'd be like, oh, why, why are you drawing? That's not going to take you anywhere. Or, like, same with movies. They're like, I've always, like, since I was five years old, I told my mom that I, she, she's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, a movie director. Uh, and uh, there would be people who'd be like, oh, you won't be able to really achieve that. That's not going to be, go get a real job, like a doc. Like Why a, the heck not? Yeah, you know, like, 
They're like, oh, Kyler, why do you watch movies so much? It's a waste of time. It's like, well, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I've had conversations... There have been times where people have started that sort of thought process mm-hmm. of like, nah, video games are a waste of time. And in the past, I was not brave enough to like come out and challenge that opinion because it was so prevalent. But like, no, it's not. Like, like there's, there's, we, we discussed this at one point in one of my classes. I don't remember which one it was, but there was sort of this, this idea brought up of like, sometimes people say like, oh... I should know more math or I should know more right. science. Like, why do I know all of these Star Wars characters or like Warframe weapons and mods and things yeah. from like for me, like I could name probably like 70 of the like 300 weapons in Warframe off the top of my head in a few minutes. And it's like, why is that relevant knowledge? So many people would be like, that's pointless. Why did you put effort into re- like remembering that? Because I care. Right. Like, that's why. People say, like, that's useless knowledge. It, no, it's not. Put it, like, you're putting it in the wrong context. Like, maybe it won't save my life. Sure. Maybe it will. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's just this silly idea that it's like, no, everything in your life has to have a practical purpose. Like, it's sort of the, the, this idea where it's like, if you are an artist, you must sell your art. Like, it must be good enough to sell, otherwise you are a failure. That is not true. Yep. Like, our good friend Megan, she paints. Yeah. And I every single time she paints something, I am just like, that's amazing. No, I, I'm the same way. Like, And she gets so excited about it. And like, and it, it makes me excited for her. This is, this is something I've tried to help Allie understand. Because for you know, several years of our relationship... She had these paintings that she did, like, from before we were together. Yeah. And she showed them to me. I was like, wow, these are really good. And then she she sort of had, like, the, over a, a period of a while, she mentioned several times, she's like, oh, I'm not very good. Like, I couldn't do that now if I tried. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, no, you should. Like, you, yeah. you seem to enjoy this. I want you to enjoy this. And recently she started painting again, and it's, like, the exact same thing. Like, these are beautiful. Yeah. Like, these are good. Maybe it's not as good as a professional painter, yeah. but that doesn't matter. You enjoy doing it, and it is good art, and I want you to enjoy doing good art. Well, and it's a similar thing with me. It's where Jess, uh, she doesn't uh, paint or do any of that, but she, she likes painting her nails. Mm-hmm. She, and every time she does, I'm like, wow. That is awesome. That's not something I have the patience yeah. to sit no, down yeah, and do. Like, I don't. Yeah, no. And she paints them and she does all cool different designs. And every time I'm like, that is so cool. Like, yeah. and I think even sometimes she's been surprised on how like ecstatic I am about her nails. But like, it's because I'm like, I know she loves doing it. And I know she spends the time doing that. And it just looks so great to me. Yeah. And so just... Like, like I know they're I know they're nails, but they look beautiful and they look fascinating and uh, like it's it's just something. And I know part of that is because she is someone I care so much about, and so mm-hmm. I see that in her. But it's like it's so great to see these other people's passions and what they can do with it. I never want to gatekeep someone yeah. from enjoying something. Yeah, like that's that's a thought that's popped up several times during the recording of this episode. But I, I think it, it's really true. Because, like, in the context of the movie, Shifu and also, I think, 
I mean, mainly Shifu, but Tigress as well. They're trying to gatekeep Po from being a part of Kung Fu, like, from learning Kung Fu and being, like, one of their peers. Even Tai Lung, when he finds out that uh, Po... I mean, that... You, you're a big flabby panda. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. They're like, you can't possibly be a part of, like, this thing that I care deeply about because you don't look like you should be there. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you're going to do it differently than me. And it's like, that's a good thing. Like, he should do it differently. Like, when, when you introduce someone new to something that you care about and they perhaps do it slightly differently than you do, all that does is make the original thing better. Yeah, well, and I have this... Um, when I was in theater uh, in high school, uh, there was... I can't remember how it started, but I think uh, someone was talking about how... They're like, I can't really dance very well. Like, how, how can I do like roles or things that you know like I, I want to do if I can't dance and uh, she told us a story about how she knew this guy who uh, I think he auditioned for singing in the rain mm-hmm. which is a very big dancing show but uh, and he knew he knew he's like I'm not a good dancer but he auditioned anyway and he got the lead part because he was so good because he had such a, a drive for it they changed it to where he didn't have to dance as much because they knew he, that wasn't uh, uh, his strength, but they used his other strengths. They, mm-hmm. Sure, he did it differently than maybe everyone else would, but he got the lead part because he was like, you know what, I'm going to go for it anyway. Even though I'm not a big dancer, I'm going to do it. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's a story that's always kind of stuck with me. Yeah, so I was, I was thinking of saving this for next month <laughs> because we have plans for uh, Halloween. Um, but I recently just faced one of my fears. Mm. Um, and Kylo was there for it. I was. And it's, it, maybe it sounds silly, although a lot of our listeners are our friends, so they'll probably understand. But we threw a surprise party for our friend Miranda, and she really, really, really wanted to do karaoke. That was her, like, the, the only thing I knew about what she wanted to do for her birthday was karaoke. And ever since she said that, like oh, it was a while ago. She just sort of offhandedly mentioned it. I was like, I'll never do that. Yeah, karaoke is awful. Like I hate it so much. And then it got to the night we went there. People were singing, and it was like mainly her brothers uh, who were doing it, and they were being like, like big old dumb goofballs and singing goofy songs and like going all out and ridiculous. And I think it was you who came over and sat next to me. Yeah, and you were like. You basically mentioned, like, wow, you are really uncomfortable. <laughs> and I was just like, uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I'm having a hard time just watching this, let alone, like, actually trying to go do that. Like, I was sitting there, like, visibly cringing and, yeah. like, like closing my eyes and, like, scrunching up. Because, like, it, it made me profoundly uncomfortable. And it took most of the night, like, a few hours, and about 75% of the people who were there leaving... And, Granted, like, the fact that the only few people who are left are basically everyone that I knew. Yeah. Only people that I knew, at least. Uh, but I finally did. I was like, I got up, and not only did I do one, I did three. <laughs> I did three songs, and I was like, I need to do this. And and it took a long time of me, like, telling myself, I need to do this to, to, to just, like, finally get up there. Because, like, it was something for so long that I just... I believed that I couldn't do. And I had sort of imposed that on myself. And kind of going back to before, it's like sometimes when I when there's something that I'm going to try that's new and I know that I'm not going to be good at it, 
or like I, I could fail at it. Like I'd almost rather not try it at all. A lot of it is self-consciousness about like my singing voice, which I know isn't bad. Yeah. But like it's not professional in any sense. Like yeah. <laughs> it's not my thing. So I'm like, it, it's kind of like sort of the flipping the tables from like, oh, when Allie or Megan or whoever like paints a painting, I am an artist. Yeah. And so it's like, Maybe they're worried that showing it to me, sharing it with me, I might be critical of their performance. Sure, and you think that maybe other people might be exactly. critical of... Yeah. But it's like, I mean, I don't know everyone's perspective on it necessarily, mm-hmm. but like, I would hope that at least all of our friends would be like, that was awesome. Yeah. And like, from what I experienced with the few of us that were still there, everyone was like super excited that I finally got up and did it. And yeah. I was like, I'm very glad that I did. Yeah, and you did, uh, the first one you did was Devil Went Down to Georgia, and that was a great one. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it's just like, that's one that it doesn't have to be good. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be performed well. It's you just You don't fun. really even sing it. You kind of just talk. It, yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> but like, I, it, it was a lot of fun. Like, everyone was singing along, and yeah. It yeah. Was, and that helped. And one thing actually I didn't do, but I was thinking about doing at first was I was going to say, um, do not take a video of this. Yeah. And if anyone does take a video of this, I will stop. Yeah. Like, because that is another part of it is like, not so much as like where I might make a fool of myself. It's more of like, I might make a fool of myself and then it is immortalized forever. Yeah. And like, that's something I'll never be able to get over. Hmm. And then... I noticed shortly after I started that you had started taking a video. Yeah. <laughs> and and I was like, you know what? It's fine. Well, like, that's the thing too is like I didn't take a video to post it to the group chat mm-hmm. or to post it on Facebook or to, I took the video as just kind of a memory. Yeah. Of, you know, like I, I took it because I was like, this is a lot of fun and I know it was a big step for Dallin and this is just something kind of for me and for him if he wants it. But yeah. like, you know. And like... like I, I, I did text you afterward, and I was like, hey, you took a video, right? And yeah. you're like, yeah. And I was like, just don't share that unless you ask me first. Right. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, it is something that is still, like, it's it's hard for me. Yeah. And it's, like, pretty raw. Because it was, like, mm-hmm. what, a few days ago at the yeah. time of recording? Like, and so, like, I'm really glad I did it. And it will make it easier for me to do things like that in the future. But, like, at the same time, I am still a little worried that, like, Maybe I did make a bit more of a goof out of myself than I really should have. Who knows? Well, and on kind of the opposite end of that is you saw me mm-hmm. when I is and I have never really had a problem with putting myself out there or yeah. the, like there was one thing that Skylar said I I did at karaoke I did Mr. Roboto and I went for it. Yeah. And well you you really went for it. <laughs> and and the, also uh, Allie and I talked about this a little bit before too. You have a lot more powerful of a voice than we expected. Oh really? Like <laughs> You can do voices, so I mm-hmm. kind of just expected you to be able to, like, that sort of seems to come, like, at least in parallel sometimes, mm-hmm. like, being able to do voices and then, like, singing decently yeah. well, because, like, it's in some ways similar skills. Yeah. Regardless, like, you impressed us. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And I just, there was something that, um, just going back to, like, the, the movie, I related with Poe a lot. Yeah. And Poe is very, he put himself, he puts himself out there. He, he's not afraid to be goofy. Yeah. Like, even people make fun of him and stuff, and he's like, ah, that's fine. But he, he puts himself out there, and I'm kind of the same way where there are times where I actually do have trouble actually, like, doing the thing. But once mm-hmm. I'm up there, that's when I lose all care for what yeah. people say. But, like, one thing Skylar said uh, the, as kind of a – the first part was a joke, but he was, like, to Jess. He was like, ah, you know, I never understood why you uh, marrying him. But now I get it. It's the confidence. And it's just, it, like, and I know the first part was a joke, but, uh, like, I, I kind of was, like, 
yeah, you know, I, I try to do it with confidence. You know, like, I know I'm not going to be that great. I know I'm not going to be, uh, you know, sticks. But mm-hmm. I, I it's a song that I love. It's a goofy song. And I, I just so did it with confidence. I think during that and at the beginning, I was actually sitting next to Jess yeah. at the party. And we kind of had some, you know, joking comments back and mm-hmm. forth. Um, and at one point, I'm pretty sure what I exactly said is uh, you were performing and yeah. I pointed at you and I leaned over to her. I was like, you're marrying that. <laughs> and then and then she laughed and smiled. And I, was, and I don't remember what exactly what I said after that, but I was basically like, and like, it, it was a positive thing. Yeah. Like, I wasn't like, oh, you're marrying that, huh? Like, haha, look at him. He's, he's <laughs> dumb. I was like, you're marrying that. And like, I'm glad you are basically. Yeah. Like, look at him go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> almost. And, and it was just like... It's something that I wish I was. It was easier for me to do. Yeah, and it, it, it's it's funny because, you know, a lot of people don't know the whole point of this movie yet. Like a lot of people don't realize that you're the secret ingredient. Like that you you're being yourself. Like a lot of people. Yeah. I've actually like it's a it's a big step. I still have issues with it, but a long time ago I learned that. I am the secret ingredient. I am the one, like, me liking Star Wars, me liking superhero movies, me singing crazy songs at the top of my lungs. Yeah. That is who I am, and I'm not going to try to change for anybody. Yeah. That, that's where I, like, that's what I mean when I say, like, like what I was talking about before, where, you know, enjoying bionicles mm-hmm. and just liking having them and building them every once in a while. And they're like, they are literally a child's toy. I don't care that that like I'm not upset anymore that that's a part of who I am that that's what makes me who I am. Well, and and, and that's the thing too is like kind of on the opposite end of things too is like you mentioned my Funko Pops and like I'm not a, ashamed to have those I'm not ashamed but I'm also not ashamed when I make my own decision to like me and Jess are going to be moving into this smaller place I may not have a mm-hmm. lot of room for my Funko Pops and I myself made the decision to get rid of some of them I'm not getting rid mm-hmm. of all of them because. That'd be insane. But well, yeah, <laughs> but, like Allie has yeah. has asked me a few times in the past, like, yeah. are you ever going to get rid of your bionicles? Yeah, and I've told her no. But to that same, to the same yeah. like sort of line of reasoning, I have conceded is like I probably should get rid of all of the cases. Yeah, because I don't need those, and I don't really care about those. Right. I care about the guys inside, but they're really just plastic bins. And I like I had five bins of them, only. There's one with just Bionicles, and then there's two with Bionicles in cases, and the mm-hmm. other two was just empty cases. And yeah. I was like, that's that's too much. <laughs> well, and it's it's on the same line of, like, you know, we don't be afraid of who you are, but, like, also don't be afraid, you know, like, when you do make a decision like that, don't think you're betraying who you are. Mm-hmm. Don't think you're, like, because I'm doing this for me and Jess for, to have more room to have, you know, like... Um, I'm doing it because I came to the decision. Yeah. Not because like, like, cause I had a couple, you know, thoughts of like, oh, am I, am I like betraying who I am as a Star Wars fan? Am I, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just getting rid of a couple pieces of plastic that, yeah. you know, uh, you know, there are certain Funkos that mean more to me than others. And, you know, yeah. I will keep those, but the ones that I don't look at and like, oh, I that gives me I don't need eight <laughs> shelves of them. I can have four. Yeah, you know, something like that. And it's like, don't be afraid. Like, like Poe. Poe isn't afraid of, you know, he keeps who he is, but he also changes, you know, like with the dumpling. Like, I, I brought that up because that's such an important scene, I yeah. think, of this movie. But that dumpling fight is he realizes, you know, with the I'm not hungry anymore, he realizes he's like, 
I'm still going to be who I am and I'm still going to love food. But like at this moment, I know that that's something that isn't important at this current, you know. He still recognizes that food is important. Yeah. And he's never going to lose that. But food no longer defines him. Mm -hmm. Like it's not his only thing. Yeah. Like Bionicles aren't my only thing and Star Wars isn't your only thing. Mm -hmm. And at sometimes to some people, it might seem that way. Yeah. But it's not like well, and I think a lot of times when you are labeled as that, like when I'm labeled as the Star Wars guy, you, you have a bit more, uh, you feel like you have more responsibility than you do. You know, like yeah, th- th- there have been times in the past where like I'll miss a Star Wars, like someone will ask me something about Star Wars, and I'll be like, I don't know, and then I feel like, oh crap, I should. I known. should know, and I'm like, no, I shouldn't <laughs> have known that. You know, like like why yeah. why should I know what the this rando guy in Episode Two's name is? You know, like, yeah. Even though I did learn it, you know, but <laughs> um, no one's perfect. <laughs> but like, it, it, it's just that one thing to, like I said, I, I related so much with Poe in this movie that like, it, it, it really is fun to see that he never lost sight of who he was. He may have, he may have felt a little bad, you know, that people were making fun of him. He even admitted that to Shifu that he wanted to try to be different, but he never, he never lost sight of it. I, I think that this, like, I want to talk about it just a little bit more, and I think we've pretty much gotten most of what we want to talk about, but, like, kind of going back to the peach tree scene, mm. where Poe is still a peach. Like, it, it's it's just taking a more literal look at the, the point where, like, uh, Shifu was, like, trying to argue, like, I can control things. Like, I can control some things. And then Uguay is like, but can you really like you think you can but you really can't like you can help the peach seed grow into a bigger and stronger peach tree but you cannot change it into an apple tree or an orange tree like poe did not change he just grew he became stronger and he became strong and the others the other quote-unquote peaches became stronger the, the furious five they exactly. became stronger because they started to believe in Poe and because they became, like, the way, like, they have always been a cohesive team, but I feel like even now, when, like... I really would like to talk about the second movie at yeah. some point, mm-hmm. and I, I've been trying to refrain from bringing up all the stuff I want to talk yeah. about because of it, Yeah. but you get to see a lot more of that in the second movie. Yeah. Like, like that that fight that they have with Tai Lung on the bridge, mm-hmm. that just seeing how that they... Uh, how close they are and how they know each other's moves and how they know each other's strengths and weaknesses and just all of that. It, it really I, One thing we didn't really talk about that I know you wanted to uh, talk about was sort of the Kung Fu movie uh, inspirations. Yeah, no, and I, that, that was what I was going to uh, bring up is like, um, first, you know, like like I said, the just how cohesive they are as a team yeah. just really, and seeing how they now ha- have Poe as part of that team. Like in that, in that fight, you didn't see that, but... Uh, yeah, in this in the second movie, you get to see that mm-hmm. uh, several times. But, but but like yeah, let's talk about that kung fu inspiration because well, I have mentioned a lot how I've grown up with so many different <laughs> kind of movies. Because like, I, I feel like I say sometimes, oh yeah, I grew up with these kind of movies. I grew up with you these, grew up with movies, I grew up with movies. Like, but like <laughs> kung for for a time, I was so into kung fu. Like probably when I was in like seventh grade, it was like specifically. But mm-hmm. like uh Kung Fu movies were like just so radical to me. Like, uh, like it was, 
it was Jet Li, it was uh, Jackie Chan, it was uh, Michelle Yao, it was Chow Yun Fat. It was all those guys that I just... I only knew two of those people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all these guys and gals that just, I like, Jet Li's the one. Jet Li's war was Jason Statham, mm-hmm. Jackie Chan's tuxedo, Drunken Master, Forbidden Kingdom, all these, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon... Uh, you know, all these movies, which is so cool, and they're just so elevated, too. Like, they have these goofy moments where people, like in this movie, like, you know, when you see uh, Tai Lung uh, freaking flip the spears and kick him in the air, and, you yeah. know, like, they do that in these kind of, I was even showing you a, a scene from Ip Man with Donnie Yen where they're on a table, and they're kind of, like, floating in the air. It's like, a triple kick, yeah, and it's and, like, there's no way he could have gotten... Like that much height out of that jump, but yeah. It doesn't matter. No, like, <laughs> and it, it's just like even to this day, like I want to talk about Ip Man one of these days because one, it'd be cool to talk about a foreign film, and mm-hmm. two, kung fu movies are badass. Yes, but uh, <laughs> like throughout this movie, throughout Kung Fu Panda, I said like this movie kicks ass because it does. It it takes the heart of these old kung fu movies and you know newer kung fu movies, and and brings it to this animated world like yeah, it brings a more broad it broad audience well yeah and it brings it we talked a little bit about it in narnia but like this gateway to another world mm-hmm. where like i could see a kid seeing kung fu panda and being like oh man i really like this style and then he delves into kung fu movies he delves into anime he delves mm-hmm. into all these different things that get that similar vibe yeah and it, it's really cool when especially when you bring it to western audiences like mm-hmm. america and uh you make it more acceptable for uh, acceptable for them, and then they delve into the more uh, Chinese films and and actually see where mm-hmm. it came from. There is a term that I'm going to steal from uh, my uh, video game storytelling class called the magic circle. Yeah, uh, I I think I'll talk about it more in a movie where it makes a bit more sense or directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's basically just the idea of like when you. In the con, in that class, it's in the context of video games. But it's like while you are playing a video game, you are in the magic circle, and the video game is real. It becomes reality, and so, like, when you're watching the movie, you are in the magic circle, and you're just excited. You're just having a good time. And then if you step out of the magic circle, you can see that it is a movie, and you're looking at it through the context of like, oh, it's a film that someone made. Like, right. And just like saying like taking us to another world like that means you have entered the magic circle you are now a part of the movie it has become your reality in some ways and it's like it's a really fascinating subject and yeah. I like I said I'll talk about it in a, another chance I get where it's more directly relevant but like enter the magic circle I, yeah. I just now now people will know what I mean when I say <laughs> that but like <laughs> no yeah and it really is magical to me because like I always knew like and I you know, we'll say it time and time again, but I always discover this kind of thing on the podcast. But, mm-hmm. like, watching this movie again, it brought up all those kung fu movies that I grew up with and kung fu movies I've continued to watch. And uh, and just, like, it really, like, clicked that light in my head that I'm like, there's a kid right now watching Kung Fu Panda who was like, I want to watch more of it. And obviously you can watch the other Kung Fu Pandas. But then, like, he's like, it probably goes up to his dad. And it's mm-hmm. like, his dad or his mom. And it's like, hey... What's more of these things I can do? And his dad may be like, well, we can try some of these Kung Fu movies because that's what Kung, yeah. Kung Fu Panda was based on. Guess who played Monkey? It's Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. Look, this is a thousand other movies that he's well, made. And there's so many, especially with like Jackie Chan, you can still continue. Like if they're a younger kid, Jackie Chan has a lot of 
other one, like the tuxedo, is about he's this normal guy who doesn't know kung fu, but when he puts on this uh, tuxedo, it, it teaches him kung. Like it, he, <laughs> the, the tuxedo knows kung fu. <laughs> yeah, well, the tuxedo is like a technological thing that someone made that like uh, it's calibrated with kung fu. Cool. And there's well, and there's a really really cool scene where he uh, is. In his like hotel room, and these guys start jumping him, and he doesn't have the uh, the suit, the tuxedo on, and he starts putting on the pants and stuff, and he's and then as he's, he put, he starts doing yeah, like because at first he's like just ducking and doing normal things, and then he starts puts, puts the pants on, he's doing like crazy kicks and stuff as yeah. he's putting the pants on, then he puts the shirt on, and as he slips his hand in the sleeve, it punches the guy, and you know like. <laughs> And That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's a fun movie and a fun movie for kids. The, and, like, it's just, there's such a wider audience. Uh, I mean, a wider world out there that this mm-hmm. movie could be a gateway for. You yeah. Know? And, it's uh, gateway drug. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it, it, it's just so cool to me. And it's so cool to me that they didn't just call it Kung Fu Panda and didn't do their research or anything. Yeah. Uh, they took a Kung Fu class, according to the trivia. They watched Kung Fu movies. They... They said that Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was a big influence on them, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's really cool that they took that and was like, let's make a kung fu movie, but for kids. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's something that you see a lot, at least for me, in like specifically Jackie Chan movies. Mm-hmm. The environment that they're in, the set, yeah, is in and of itself a character, yeah, because it's like he'll use a ladder. And that'll be part of the the choreography. He'll be beating guys up with the ladder, and like the way he like has to put his like head in it, or like move around and climb up and down and stuff. Yeah. That becomes part of what's going on. And then, for example, in this, uh, in the scene where the the Furious Five fight Tai Lung, the bridge. the bridge is a character. Yeah, like the the way that it sort of interacts with them as they're fighting, like they it's sort of like tilts and shifts and then they cut the the handrails and, and when he kicks tigress into all the uh the slats yeah and then it's and then it opens up and then he uses that and he twists it around to try to choke her and then it's like that is part of this scene and like all of these characters interacting with this bridge in a way where it's like it is almost a character by itself and and then it just continues and i'm like that's such a fascinating thing in these movies where it's just like the the objects and the props and everything that's there is useful and it's important and like it's part of the scene as a whole. Yeah. There's a lot of movies where things just happen in a room and it's like it doesn't have to be like relevant necessarily yeah. but when it is it's like it's just that elevated level of like the, mm-hmm. those we always talk about those little details where it's like that's that's really cool yeah well and i'm gonna go back to the dumpling fight yeah but that whole fight yeah like you see the way like one of my favorite parts is when they're just on the table and they're just moving it with the chopsticks and they're moving the bowl and they're yeah you the know, bowl like, is part of it the yeah. dumpling the chopsticks yeah. it, like it's a stand-in for each of them yeah and it was such it's such a kung fu staple in that fight like when the uh when he, he shoots the dumpling with the chopstick and it attaches to the tree and the dumpling is slowly falling. Yeah. And they're still fighting out. And that's such mm-hmm. a Kung Fu thing to have something like that happen where you have the, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, you have the suspense. No, no, the, I'm talking about the object. Like you have oh. the, you have the uh, driving force, I guess is what I'm, yeah. You have the driving force up there while they're fighting and you know that it's happening. You know, it's going to fall soon. And you, and then like boom, he catches with the chopstick, and then yeah. they're back and doing the same yeah. thing with the Tai yeah. Lung fight at the yeah. end when the scroll is up at the top of the building and yeah. Poe's climbing up, and then 
Tai Lung smashes the whole building so that he can't get to it first. It's well, it, like, it's really fun, too, to have that added, you know, Jack Blackness of it, where, like, every time he would catch the, the scroll, he'd have, like, the ha-ha, you know? Yeah. Like the, or, you know just, also, yeah, Jack Black is part of what makes Poe so good as oh, a character. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite, like, moments is when uh, Shifu takes him to that ancient kung, birthplace of Kung Fu, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, I will be... Your master of kung fu. Okay. Yeah, and, he, and he's crying. <laughs> yeah. But, and, I mean, that that makes sense. Yeah. Because, like, given the character of Poe, like, he's finally getting what he's always wanted. He's being trained by one of the greatest kung fu masters of all time in the birthplace of kung fu to become the dragon warrior. And it's in a way where Shifu understands who he is fundamentally and will train him in a way that is conducive to that person. Like, yep. he is being trained the way that he needs to be trained, not the way that Shifu thinks he should be trained. Well, yeah, and that's another thing I think Shifu realizes. He's like, I can't train Poe the same way I trained the Furious Five. Exactly. And uh, I obviously can't train him the same way I trained Tai Lung, you know? And yeah. I also love the parallel of where, like, even though he was trained differently, he still picked up things, and, like uh, like the Wushi finger hold. Yeah. At the, <laughs> but I know, I, I love, too, how, you know, he mirrors what Shifu said to him mm. when uh, Tai Lung is like, the Wushi figure hold, that's impossible. Oh, you know this hold. <laughs> and, you know what happens when I flex my pinky. <laughs> and then when he's like, there's no way Shifu taught you that. He's like, ah, I figured it out. <laughs> I just love that simple, you know. And also, that's another thing where it's like having something set up at the beginning and then finally paid off at the very end. Yeah. Where, uh, like, Poe's reaction to it is like, okay, this is something that means, this is important, like, this is a dangerous yeah. move. And then it's never brought up again. And it's such a little thing where it's like, I hold your finger and then I flex my pinky and that's it. Well, and then at the end, it's just like a boom. Well, like, you have that Jack Blackness again, the skedoosh. Yeah. You know, like, and then you see it from the perspective of everyone running away. And it's just like the entire valley is filled with like this glowing golden chi energy. Yeah. And it's just like, whoa. And they never show you what happened to Kai. Yeah, uh, Tyler's just yeah. gone. Um, but yeah, it's. It's really cool. And like I said, just having that, like, skip douche, that must have not have been scripted, right? That is a Jack yeah. Black-ism, uh, <laughs> you know? like. <laughs> yeah. They probably were like, just say something cool while you do that. And cool to Jack Black is skip douche. <laughs> it is cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it, it, it's really, this is such a fun movie. And mm. such a movie that I feel like it's one of those that I could watch over and over again just on like repeat just like yeah. watching those fights and watching and just like getting so much out of it i mean master Uguay, everything he says he's such a like master yoda type of but like i just love his like happiness like mm-hmm. he's just always so happy and like one of my favorite lines is when uh master shifu comes and is like oh we have really bad news and he's like there is no good or bad news and he's like there's just news and then tai lung has escaped that is bad news <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> also, just to briefly mention it, because we said we always will, uh, Hans Zimmer, mm. you did it again, especially yeah. uh, Uguay's theme. Oh, that yes, and the beautiful of him fading in, you know, like a Jedi fading yeah. away and like into the petal, the peach petals, yeah. and yeah, it was it beautiful. And like uh, I mentioned to you that I saw it, that Hans Zimmer went to China and studied the culture mm-hmm. and everything, and I was like. You don't have to do that. You could Google it or whatever. You yeah. know, like 
You don't or have just to listen to some other music. Yeah, from, from that region. Hans Zimmer takes it to the next level, and he also he worked with John Powell on this one, who did the How to Train Your Dragon music, mm-hmm. which is also beautiful. Yes, and um, and so it's just an incredible score. I think that this about is a, this is a very good movie. It is. And I'm so glad that I was proven wrong yet again. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's good to be wrong. Well, and this um, is one of those too that, like I said, when I think of DreamWorks, I usually think of Kung Fu Panda, How to Train Your Dragon, and stuff, but. Kung Fu Panda isn't one that, like, like if someone's like, oh, your top ten animated movies, I probably wouldn't have put Kung Fu Panda in there. I might now, thinking about it, but, like... I think I probably would have put the second one in. Yeah. But, like, I just I just wouldn't have thought about it in that way. And yeah. then just watching it again, and just... It, it really speaks to me. And, like, I relate with Poe. I love the Kung Fu. I just, I just really think the characters are very real for what they are. You know, we talked about mm-hmm. that with Suicide Squad, where, you know, it may be this heightened world, but they feel real in this context. Once you enter the magic circle. Yep. <laughs> yeah. See, in that episode, we kind of argued about it a little bit, but that's because I was looking at it from outside the magic circle, and you were looking at it from inside. Mm-hmm. And there you go. <laughs> yeah. And just the relationships between these characters, it's it's fun. And, you know, over the years, animated movies have gotten better with this the stigma of, but, like, still, even, I think it was at this year's Oscars in February, they said something about, like, I can't remember exactly what it was, but when they were announcing the best picture for the animated movie, they said, like, something about it was for kids, and people, like, they're like, oh, we know animated movies are just for kids, but here's the best picture, and I was like, if I was the person nominated for that, I'd be, like, real slap in the face. I, I, I walk <laughs> up there when in my during my acceptance speech, I'd be like, absolutely the heck it is not. Yeah. Like, I'm like, it starts out that way. And like I said, this movie especially would be a good, because, you know, kids can only watch this. I mean, you could show your kids regular kung fu movies if you want, but there's some violence and some... Mm. But um, this is a good gateway for them. Sure, it's not made just for kids. It has a predominant audience, but, like... Over the years, we've realized that animation can tell just as wonderful and meaningful stories as live action. Sometimes more so. I mean, look at Inside Out. Yeah, that, I, we've talked about that yeah. one like an interesting amount of times. We're gonna need to talk yeah. about it. But we like, actually covered it, it it's it's days. such an important movie, I think. Yeah. For any and absolutely. And like I said, it really frames it in the way for kids. Like it teaches kids these things, but like hitting adults' feelings. Like I really connect with Poe in this film mm-hmm. and it, 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 it he's a panda <laughs> yeah. Yeah. big flabby panda yeah but like and like I got so much giddiness out of these fights as I do with Ip Man yeah. you know like that whole Kung uh, I almost said Kung Lao not uh, <laughs> not Mortal Kombat uh, but, uh, Tai Lung yeah uh, that whole breakout scene uh, where he's so, he's, he's that's like literally a masterclass of animation. Yeah. It's such a good sequence. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's badass. Like it's I said, amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a great movie, and we say that all the time. But I think that's the point. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that we've kind of talked about all we wanted to talk yeah. about. But go watch this movie again, as yes. always. And uh, thanks for joining us. We yeah. really appreciate it. We're over five hundred listens. Yeah, now. we just broke five hundred listens, which yeah. like. When, when you look at, like, YouTube videos and stuff, you're like, well, that's nothing. But, like, wow, that's a lot of people. Yeah. That is 500 individual times people have taken, like, an hour and a half-ish out of their day to listen to two idiots yeah. talk about movies that they like on the on the internet. Like, yeah. We appreciate it. 
It means a lot. Like, imagine us sitting in a room filled with 500 people, and all of them just were there to listen to us talk. Mm-hmm. Like, That's insane. It's yeah. crazy to think about. <laughs> like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, I try to make a, a big point of saying that every time. Thank you so much. Uh, and you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, uh, Google Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts. Yep. Um, Facebook. Yes, go go find our Facebook page. We should probably start uh, linking some of that stuff in our actual descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you again. You can never say that enough. Enjoy listening. Share it with your friends if you if you enjoyed it. If it's something that meant something to you. Um, and remember to always watch what you love and love what you watch. Thank you.